I want to tell you about uh, American financing. American financing, if you are looking to save money, you're looking to buy a new house. Uh, sorry, it's very early here in the West. Um, I'm out of the ranch. Uh, if you're looking to buy a house, if you're uh, looking to refi or maybe a consolidation loan, they can save you a ton of money. All you have to do is go to AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net. The number is 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. Morning, Stu. How are you? Pretty well, Glenn. Pretty well. Uh, you know, it's a had a had a good weekend. Um, we should at some point talk about. I saw a, a Quiet Place Part Two uh, this weekend. Ooh, is it good? Just came out. Yeah, it's very good. I thought it was very good, but it definitely felt like mm. the first like return to the theater for reals this time. You know? Yeah. Well, I was I was gonna go and uh, you know do some Memorial Day stuff, but I just enjoyed the long weekend instead. So. <laughs> All right, the uh, national radio program begins here in just a minute. Sick, twisted freak. Welcome to the Glenbeck program. We are uh, live from the Standing Rock Ranch, but my heart is never far from Texas. What has happened in Texas is absolutely remarkable, and the New York Times is reporting it uh, as if, you know, look, this is probably why we need the filibuster to go away. Because look at what look at what Republicans are doing. Yeah, let's look at the Republicans and then let's look at the Democrats, all in the name of democracy. Mm, We have that coming up in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Brian lives in Alabama. He writes in about his experience with Relief Factor. He says, after taking Relief Factor for three weeks, at least 90% of my pain is gone. How great is that? It had begun to limit my mobility and my ability to get things done at work and at home. I am so amazed at the relief that I have found. Uh, I should have started taking Relief Factor a year ago when I first heard, about on, uh, uh, first heard about it on your show, Glenn. Thank you, Relief Factor. Brian, thank you for listening and thank you for writing in. Just about every day on this program, there is at least one more person that writes in and says they've gotten their life back from Relief Factor. Now, not everybody who takes it will find that relief. Um, Relief Factor is very honest and open about it. That's why they give you a three-week trial pack. Because if it's not working for you within three weeks, you shouldn't order more and expect different results. The three-week trial pack, 70% of the people who try it go on to order more because it works. 800-500-8384. It's 800-500-8384. It's relieffactor.com.
Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. My dog is asleep behind. My dog is asleep behind me. Uh, and uh, I'm glad you're here. Thank you so much. We have um, uh, we, we had an interesting uh, tale to tell here in Texas. You know, in Texas, uh, I think we run things better because the politicians are never in session. <laughs> which is the way the United States used to be. Um, we used to meet, I think it was once every year in the summer or once every other year. And they put it in Washington because they knew nobody would want to go to that swamp, uh, mosquito infested nightmare of a town. And unfortunately, the, the, uh, uh, politicians and everybody, I guess, decided to uh, make that a permanent thing. But it, it it used to be that they would only come in. That's the best scenario for a republic because it allows people to have control of their own lives. Uh, the uh, The House and the Senate in Texas, they don't rule our lives because they're never there. So they ended their session in, a, in an interesting way, wouldn't you say, Stu? I would say, and it's it's apparently, as the, uh, I believe it was the, the New York Times, in a news story, by the way, wrote uh, and summarized, these are the Republican efforts to clamp down on voting. Uh, oh, man. See, it's Thank very, goodness we have that happening. It's very, <laughs> as you can see, anti-democracy, Glenn. Uh, Republicans don't mm-hmm, want people mm-hmm, to vote. Mm-hmm. They're looking for a select, you mm-hmm. know, group of six or seven people who will vote each year. Right. They, right. They're kind of clamped down. I'm on that list. I, 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 of course I don't know are. about you, but I, I'm on that list. And uh, They're all white and men. And what I say mm-hmm. goes, mm-hmm. right, all white men, mm-hmm. and there's about six of us, maybe yeah. seven, <laughs> uh, eight if you count, count our Zionist master over in Israel. Of course. Um, so... Mm-hmm. This is the big, the, the new Georgia law controversy is now Texas, because mm-hmm. as each state has gone through it, the national media mm-hmm. has tried to come together to tell everyone how terrible it, it, these things are. And now the latest one is in Texas. Texas took a while to get it done, came down to the end of the session, which was needed to be Sunday night. Uh, long story short, what the, the Democrats decided to do, because, you know, they love democracy so much, Glenn, and they, the respect now, demo- of democracy, the, the right, the, the, right. the, the intent I, of the voters mm-hmm. must be Amen. respected. Yes, of course, as you yes. know. Amen. So what they For decided to do. do with these elected officials that were put in by voters, they decided mm-hmm. instead of letting them, I don't know, accomplish uh, their uh, their jobs and actually do their jobs and get their get the bill that the you know Republican voters all supported mm-hmm. to get that through. Mm-hmm. They decided mm-hmm. to walk out mm-hmm. and make it impossible to mm-hmm. come up with a quorum, basically mm-hmm. a procedural measure, oh. so the vote couldn't go through. So, all in the name of democracy. Of democracy, yes. So they stop the democratic process. Uh, mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. Now, as you know, or Glenn, a republic, uh, Republican process, if you will, not uh, not uh, Republican with a, uh, a capital R, but a Republican with a small R. Right. They stop the Republican process, which uh, part of that is democracy of, you know, all of them lining up and, and voting. They stop that all in the name of that. Yeah, really interesting, especially after being lectured for the past couple of weeks of the, the, the terror of uh, January 6th and the insurrection attempt that we saw on that date, Glenn. 
The reason was that it was so offensive was not just the violence and the rioting. It was because they stopped the democratic process from going forward. Uh, that that was such mm. a terrible tragedy uh, just a couple weeks mm. ago. Now it's it, to be praised that Democrats walked out of the session so they couldn't get the vote done. Now, long term, they will have a special uh, session and they will get the voting uh, rights um, uh, act done uh, here in Texas. But what's fascinating about this, Glenn, is not only that they're stopping democracy to preserve democracy, as it were, to paraphrase an old George Bush uh, line on capitalism i gotta i gotta <laughs> violate the free market to save the free market right, exactly it doesn't really work george <laughs> so that's what they're doing here um but in addition to this um you know it's it's a typical bill that you've seen from republicans this cycle which is basically hey we think maybe you should be able to prove who you are before you vote things like um the overwhelming <sighs> uh, one of the most popular items in our national discourse which is voter mm-hmm, id mm-hmm. things that are this is approved mm-hmm. by 70 and 80 percent of minority voters 70 and 80 percent mm-hmm. of democratic voters approve of voter id mm-hmm. but it's t- tossed mm-hmm. out there as if it's the most offensive thing you've ever heard in your life so it's mostly stuff like that mm-hmm. the one just like in georgia where they they latched onto you can't have water when you're in the lines, there's no water. People only go to vote to get water, and now you're taking away the water because water is the reason why people get in line to vote every every November. Water, and really, it's it's so hot. It's so hot <laughs> yeah. in the summer in November. In November, that November heat wave in the summer. Ooh, it's so hot. You people are dropping dead in the lines in November from heat because they don't have any water. <laughs> we have to bring them water. That's what they did in Georgia. So they didn't attempt that right. thing in Texas. What they're doing in Texas is. The brisket. The, the, no, there's no brisket. Where's the brisket? I need, I need brisket. I can't go on. I First I voted in Georgia and I didn't get any water. Now what? No brisket? Uh, so what they're trying to do in Texas is they're highlighting this one part of the law that was also part of the original um, uh, take on the Georgia law. Basically, it says, yes, you can vote early. Yes, you can vote early on weekends. Yes, you can vote early on Sundays, but you can't vote Sunday morning early. You can't vote until I think it's 1 p.m. on Sunday. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, I, whoa, whoa. Now, whoa, my gosh, look at the oppression. Right. That's what they're saying. Now, why are they saying that? I mean, the Republicans are saying, look, you know, we want to be able to protect people who work at the polls and have their ability to still go to church. So we don't want people forced to avoid church to have to go work at the polls because they have to open uh, the polls early. Just just so you know, uh, Texas is the closest to a blue law state that I've ever seen. And it's all by choice. People do go to church. I know it's weird, Democrats, mm-hmm. but people do go to church, you know, when you're not putting their pastors in jail uh, in Texas and very few stores are open on Sunday. Uh, a, a lot of people take, you know, the Sabbath actually as an important thing. And it's not against the law for them. I mean, there's some places do close. There's a lot of places right. open too, but those they're not as open. heavily trafficked as you might think 
because Correct. people are actually at church. Uh, you know, it's a highly it's a it's a it's a high population religious uh, voting right. base and, and citizenship. So, so but the the Democrats are saying, well, the only reason they're doing this is because they're trying to limit the souls for the polls, Glenn. Souls for the polls. Souls. Mm-hmm. Hang on just a second, my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, uh, Sarah, do we have the gospel music here <laughs> as we talk about the souls for the polls? Uh, that is fantastic. So are they are they actually being honest this time? Well, souls for the polls. That's uh, dead people voting. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I should say you're right. Souls to the polls. You're right. So I guess it's not souls. Uh, it's not. We don't want our our voter registry. We want dead people. It's it's their claim is basically okay, this well, is a big. I, I mean, they took the mask off already. I thought maybe they're just also like, yep, we're just whipping up names of dead people. It's the souls for the polls. Would not be surprised, honestly, at this point on this one. No, I I wouldn't either. So souls to the polls is a program that runs, you know, largely in black churches, which is an idea that after church, everyone gets together and they all go to the polls to vote early, I guess. Now, I, I don't know what time church runs uh, you know i you know my it, it runs various times usually there's multiple services in texas i've noticed yeah uh, i mean a lot of churches have show times yeah you're like, you know, like, like all in the movie theater yeah three or four services per day <laughs> right. right because there's so many people mm-hmm. that actually go to church here but the idea being that like what they're accusing republicans of is altering the time schedule so that no one can vote before 1 p.m but because they think they're trying to limit the amount of people who will go from church directly to the polls. Now, in theory, mm. if you let's, I don't know, what time does your church end? Uh, 11 or 12. So you'd have to wait an hour. Of course, the whole point of this is to make the poll workers who are also going to church, giving them time to get to the polls to open. But what they're saying is they're just trying to limit black people because they apparently, and again, this is racism. Again, racism in action here by Democrats who are basically trying to make the case that black people care so little about government and society that if given a an opportunity to vote, but they need to wait an hour, will not vote because they care so little about this country. They care so little about the state that they will not wait for an hour after church to go vote because they actually care about the poll workers also being able to go to church. These religious people want to thwart the poll workers' ability to go to church so that they can go immediately after, apparently is the accusation here. And they're trying to say this is the only reason they're doing this is to limit black voting, and therefore this is anti-democracy, which is why we can walk out on the democratic process at the last minute. Okay. Oh, my head Follow hurts that. from trying to do the gymnastics on this one. Weren't the Democrats the ones that were trying to shut down all of the churches? Thank Weren't you. The, wasn't it the, I mean, isn't it the, the Democrats that are the Marxists that are not really for church, you know, or God? Here is a group of people, Glenn, that have spent the last year telling you you're not allowed to go to church at all. You are going to be fined. Your pastor is going to be arrested if you try to go to a worship service. But they are the ones telling you that democracy is at its edge. If black churches aren't allowed to cart their voters directly to the polls from church. Again, in addition to all of this, we spent the last 
how long with the Democrats telling us it's against the law for any pastor to say anything positive about a Republican policy from the pulpit because it's a violation of the separation of church and state and they're going to get their tax uh, exemption status removed. But yet, souls for the polls is so vital to democracy (laughs) that apparently now you're allowed to go to church just so you can get to the polls. It's insanity. I love this. Souls for the polls. I mean, it just couldn't be any more clear. You're you're saying to me, you're going to lose your tax status if you intermingle at all church and the polls. You're mm-hmm. going to lose your tax status, uh, you know, with an exception of uh, souls for the polls and Alaska and Hawaii. <laughs> what what is that it's this on the- is a scream if it wasn't so tragic if it wasn't our country burning down it would be hysterical yeah and, and you know i mean other if i were in canada no uh, no because everybody's going to be ruled by the chinese soon so i wouldn't be laughing if i was in another country if i were in china i'd be laughing Ooh, <laughs> hang on shh 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 sh- sh- I can hear them laughing right now. That's a, that's an amazing thing. All right, uh, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour is Omaha Steaks. Father's Day is right around the corner. You're running out of time to get him something that he's really going to appreciate. Uh, don't do the socks. Don't do the tie. Dad doesn't need any more socks. Doesn't need another tie. Now, uh, when it comes to, I was at, I was trying to get some uh beef ribs uh to put on the smoker yesterday for uh, memorial day no no Mm-mm. no the grocery store i went to didn't even they stopped carrying them because they're so expensive they have to come in an armored car uh yeah i don't want to take out a second mortgage beef am i alone on that if you'd like to save a lot of money, may I recommend Omaha Steaks, omahasteaks.com. Type in Beck in the search bar. Then get uh, get the grill out and get the get out and grill assortment to put on that grill. It includes 20 entrees he's guaranteed to love, ultra juicy burgers, plump chicken breasts, side desserts, Four 10-ounce butcher cuts of New York strips. The strips are aged 30 days, and that's important because that the more days you age it, the deeper the flavor and also um, the more tender the steak is. Also, you're going to get four free New York strip burgers with your order for free. Ultra lean, pack a bold, intense flavor. Omaha Steaks It's not just steaks. It's the best steak of your life, guaranteed. OmahaSteaks.com. Use the keyword back. Uh, use the uh, use the keyword to get the get out and grill assortment today and save a lot of money. Plus, you'll get those four free New York strip burgers with your order. That's OmahaSteaks.com. Keyword back. OmahaSteaks.com. Keyword back. Ten seconds. Station ID. So over the weekend, I uh, spent the time driving up to uh, up to the mountains, and uh, I've never seen so many job openings in my life. 
Almost every place I went to said, now hiring, now hiring, please come in and take a job. Is there anyone out there? Anyone within the sound of my voice? Do you have two legs? Maybe you're missing two arms. Can you work the friolator some way or another with your teeth? Uh, I mean, they will take anybody, anybody, because everybody is just kicking back on the, the Biden train. And it is really frightening when you think about it. When you, when you, you look at what's happening to us, we have already, I mean, I got news. <sighs> have you ever tried to hire some white people to do work? Not going to happen. <laughs> white white Just people don't happen. do work? I didn't, I was not familiar with this uh, theory. No, hmm. no. Well, I should say white teenagers and stuff. They, mm-hmm. Not going to happen. No. <laughs> really? No. Well, you are, you do no, have a teenage uh-uh. son. This could be coloring your... Analysis uh, and I'm 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 sitting here with uh, five uh, teenage boys this week mm. and uh, all the stories I will have to tell as I put them to work this week. We'll see. And I have a feeling my son will be the laziest of all of them. <laughs> now, I could be wrong, but uh, if he's anything like his grandfather, he will be, uh, uh, you know, my grandfather. He was the the chief steward at uh, at Boeing, uh, and uh, he was a union steward. Uh, which yes, I came from a Democratic family and uh, and union members uh, when they weren't so bad, and um, and he would he would go. He was a good storyteller, so he would go to everybody's. You know, you had to make so many widgets a day, and you'd put them in a you know a big barrel as you made the widget. He would go around and he would just talk to everybody and he'd tell them stories and make them laugh. And then he'd take one of their widgets and nobody had a problem with this. He'd just take one of their widgets and put it in his pocket. Then he'd go to the next guy and he'd tell some more stories. Mike, I don't think my grandfather worked a day in his life, Uh, (laughs) but he had his widget count. But I don't think he made any of them. I don't think he made any of them. Uh, So maybe it's just runs in my family. But uh, oof. America has got to get back to work. We are learning how wonderful it is to sit back and get paid by the United States government. We're starting to think that, oh, gee, you know what? Maybe this basic universal income would be a good thing. It will destroy the spirit of this country. is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So I, uh, I had a uh, conversation, or somebody on my staff had a conversation with Paul uh, about his experience with American Financing. Uh, we asked him, you know, what, how did it go? What were you looking for? And he said it was outstanding. He said the entire process was smooth. The guys that I worked with, really helpful. He said, I didn't think I could get a better rate than I already had, which was very low. He said, but I kept hearing Glenn talk about it over and over again. I'm finally like, okay. So I made an appointment and the rest is history. It took a year off of our mortgage and saved a few hundred dollars on our monthly mortgage payment. I mean, that sounds great. Have you considered calling American financing? You might think that you already have a great rate. But do you have the best? 
Take it from Paul, that's where he was, and he got the best rate, and he's saving a few hundred dollars every single month and lost a year on his mortgage. It's American Financing, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. And BlazeTV.com slash Glenn is the place to go to get your Blaze TV subscription. Save 10 bucks with the promo code Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. We're live from the Standing Rock Ranch. And um, I don't know what you did this weekend, but oof, I traveled with uh, I traveled with five teenage boys across the country. Uh, my cars are up for sale right now. I'm not sure you'll ever get the smell out. Um, I just thought I'd throw that in. Uh, last night we sat around with a uh, veteran friend of mine, and uh, I said. Uh, can you tell him about some of the friends you've lost and some of the fights you were in? And it was the only time that I saw the boys completely silent. Um, and he went on for about an hour and told some amazing stories. My, my deep uh, gratitude and deepest thanks to all those who fought for the freedom uh so we can be stupid and piss it away. But uh, thank you so much for everything that you have sacrificed and all of your friends that you have lost. Um, I am deeply grateful, as is my family. What did you do this weekend, Stu? Uh, one of the notable things I did was, the, uh, was to go see A Quiet Place Part 2. Which that's what they fought for. That's what that's what they fought for. Uh, I took uh, Kamala's <laughs> they advice. They actually did. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, enjoyed the long weekend, as Kamala recommended, and uh, did mm-hmm. go see A Quiet mm-hmm. Place Part 2, which was really, I thought, uh, it was really interesting to, to, to do because I had been to the movies a few times. I went actually in May 2020 <laughs> at one point. Uh, Pat Gray <laughs> I and I. remember that. Yeah, we went to a movie. It was a yeah. really terrible Vin Diesel movie. And we were the only two people, not only in the theater, but in the entire theater complex. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know if you're saying uh, we went to a really bad Din- Vin Diesel movie. <laughs> narrows it down any no it doesn't it doesn't and also people don't know if if the reason the theater was empty was because of vin diesel or the pandemic Uh, who knows Um, (laughs) right (laughs) but uh so but it was interesting to see a quiet place part two because i've been looking forward to this for a while i really liked the first one and so on march 8th 2020 john krasinski who, you know, Jim from the office uh did he's been great on a bunch of different projects but he never saw this Never thought of his directing talent there where when he was working at a paper company. I know. He's really... He's grown into it. He got his life together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of time it. at the gym, apparently, uh, and he's been thinking about mm-hmm. how to direct movies. Uh, so mm-hmm. on that weekend, he is at a red carpet event for A Quiet Place Part 2 that is about to be released in a couple of weeks. That weekend, uh, there's $100 million done at the box office. The next weekend... It drops down to $53 million. And then March 20th, that weekend, which is the weekend the A Quiet Place Part 2 is supposed to come out, it goes from $53 million and drops down slightly to $4,160 nationwide. Jeez. A one, what, what they round to a 100% drop 
in uh, revenues. So in that period where on March 8th, he is maskless, no social distancing, doing a red carpet event for this movie that's coming out in less than two weeks to the movie being delayed for what they think is going to be a short time and what turns into what 15 months or whatever it was. So this movie's been sitting here ready to go for 15 months and they finally uh, released it this weekend. And to me, it felt like the first real like we're actually back at theaters type of event. Like, Why do you say that? Why do you say that? Well, they've tried a couple of times to restart this, right? The first one was Tenet uh, back in the summer mm-hmm. last year, which flopped miserably and was also a, mm-hmm. I also went to see in the movie theater and it was terrible. Um, and then uh, I agree. they sort of have done it a couple times here with these split releases like Godzilla versus Kong came out and made like almost $30 million mm-hmm. in theaters a couple of months ago. Uh, Bob Odenkirk had a movie that came out called Enough that, you know, wasn't a major. Which was really good. I liked it a lot. But I it, thought it was great. It wasn't a yeah. tentpole type of movie, right? Uh, Quiet Place is the first one I feel like they it's only in theaters. They really went for it. This is the old school. And it did over, I think, over $50 million this weekend, which is way, way above oh, expectations. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah. It, if it was released uh, in March of 2020 with no pandemic, it probably would have done $100 million in the weekend. So mm-hmm. it's not fully back. But it was, you know, the theaters were crowded. Like they, you know, I went to book a normal time movie um, with my wife one time, uh, one night this weekend. And it was like crowded enough that, you know, it was hard to find a good seat in the theaters. Like wasn't completely sold out at the theaters we looked at, but it was mostly sold out. Even the matinee I wound up going to was pretty crowded for a matinee. You know, it felt like, hey, you know, this is, it's coming back around. And it's funny because the, the, the story of the movie kind of parallels the mainstream media telling of the pandemic which is like what if you listen to the media like we're open one day then no one is allowed to go do anything and if you have an in-person conversation everyone there dies that's the story of the pandemic to the media and it's also the story of the movie (laughs) yeah the parallels of the movie to this were actually like pretty amazing I feel like Fauci, though, was uh, trying to sell us these big monsters. And at the beginning, I bought into it. (laughs) You know, just a few months in, I'm like, no, dude, uh, that's the quiet place. That's not happening here. Mm -hmm. That's just not happening here. Well, and it's the toughest kind of movie to make. And it, again, runs parallel to the pandemic. Like the first movie you spend the entire time figuring out like what the hell is going on right I, there's something's going on something bad is happening i don't know what it is what do these things look like like what is going to happen i don't understand how any of this occurred when you make the sequel to the movie it's a lot harder to make that movie because you know what the creatures look like you understand all the rules of this you know horror movie scenario and so to keep people interested in it, it's a lot harder to make the movie. This is why like every like Jason or Friday the 13th movie, they just up the death count in the sequels because they're like, I don't know what else to do. What if we just kill more people? I don't, I, I don't know. Make them bloodier. I mean, how many 17 year olds are going to have sex at a camp? Can we, how many can we kill? Let's just kill as many as we can. Um, where this is like it, they did a really good job pulling it off. It's op- that part of its opposite, though. Like you get to a point where once you learn the rules, once you have a situation where you have, let's say, a vaccine available to every single person who wants to take it above the age of 12, right? You, it, the, the fear can't be there anymore, 
right? Like, and it feels like people, certainly in Texas, but I think this is even starting to permeate a lot of the blue states. People are ready. This is, it felt to me like the first time, you know, that it was like we were able to go back to normal a little bit. Like, you know, even in, even in a movie theater, Glenn, no masks. I mean, 90% of people not wearing masks going into a movie theater now. That's a difference. It's weird. It's a, it really depends on where you are. Yeah. You know, I was, I, you know, I crossed the country this weekend and I was in, uh, you know, small towns uh, Mm -hmm. all the way. And, I really didn't see any mask use, but you go to Los Angeles, you go to New York and people are wearing 14 masks on their face. Uh, and for no reason, it has just yeah. been drilled into their head. And it's, it's really quite sad. Yeah. I was talking to someone who, uh, a friend of mine who lives in Pennsylvania this weekend and he was telling me, he, he's like, you know, like all the CDC thing guidance changed and, you know, all the all the stores now say like masks are optional, but only, you know, 30 percent, maybe 40 percent of people are not wearing masks. And he's like, I'm going in there every time without a mask on now. And like what I think people lose here is that th- that's just cultural, right? That That's not a scientific judgment. Yes. In fact, you would argue these states have higher vaccination rates than than even a state like Texas does. It's like it's just a cultural thing at this point. And people get very frustrated about these restrictions, and rightly so. And we've talked a lot about how they're wrong and not following the science and all of these things. And that's all totally legitimate. I think at the end of the day, when the history is written about this pandemic, the fact that Texas opened up a couple of months earlier than, you know, Pennsylvania, which opened up a couple of months earlier than California, is not going to be the headline. Right. Like it's, it's not the top of the of the story here. It, if you're in one of these states, it feels like an eternity. But like, I think, you know, we are getting we're at the point now where if you look back a couple months ago, it wasn't 30 or 40 percent in a blue state that were unmasked. It was zero percent or five percent. Now it's 30 or 40 percent in a month from now. It'll be 50 or 60 and then it'll be 80 and then it'll be 100. And we are going in the right direction. Texas feels with the the only exception to this, I would say at this point is some places still have their employees wearing masks. Other than that, I would say we feel uh, feels a hundred percent back to normal yes. here in Texas, and, yes. and that might be you might be pissed off if you're in a blue state hearing that. Like, how can that be happening? We we do live in two Americas right now, but this is coming to you. It's just you have a you, the people around you voted for a terrible governor. And it's going to take a while. You're going to have to pay for that vote for a couple of months while they unroll these things, even when the science clearly says it's time to change those policies. But, you know, it is coming. We are on the right side of this, I think. And it was kind of encouraging to see people back in a freaking movie theater again. You know, $50 million movies is soon we'll be at $100 million again. And maybe we'll have, you know, these regular life back for all of us, which I, I you know, I, as yeah. much as I, I can sit here and I like to, to make the point <laughs> about red states and blue states, it would be nice to have, I don't know, there's a lot of good people in blue states that have been beat up by all these policies. It will be nice to see them free. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I will tell you that if we were, we were driving up. I had a very different weekend than, than I think you did. Although I was sitting in front of a bunch of teenage boys that I had to say, could you just shut up <laughs> for a few minutes? Um, uh, but uh, we were driving uh, through the mountain as we were coming into the canyon here for the ranch. Uh, I saw an animal 
I never, ever want to see again. It was a cougar, and it was about 2 o'clock in the morning. Was it Madonna? And we're driving. What? (laughs) Madonna? No, No. it wasn't. Oof. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? I think that's more frightening than the actual cougar that we saw. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But he was standing across the road. He took a full lane. He was that big. This thing was enormous. And we're coming around the corner, and I just stop the car, and he just looks at us like, like it, like the car was a refrigerator. You know how you just open up the door and you like look in for a while. That's what this thing, this thing was doing. Just looking at the car like a refrigerator. Is there anything in there I can eat? It was terrifying, absolutely terrifying. Fear the cougar. Don't fear the COVID. Anytime the check engine light comes on in your car, the first thought you always have is, oh, geez, how much is this going to cost? Oh, no, 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 no. The answer is almost always, yeah, yeah, a lot more than I thought it was going to be. The towing, the parts, the labor, everything else uh, between all adds up, and the grand total is almost always very steep. When you have coverage from Car Shield, you don't have to worry about the check engine light coming on because you're not going to have to pay for the covered repairs. Something breaks, Car Shield helps protect you from dropping thousands of dollars. On top of that, you get to pick which mechanic to do the work. You can assign it to a local, you know, person there or you can go to your local dealership. Doesn't matter cuz you're not paying the price. Car Shield is. Car Shield's administrators take care of everything. Whether your car has 5,000 or 150,000, CarShield has monthly coverage options to fit your budget. CarShield has helped over a million drivers, and that's why they're America's number one auto protection company. Car repairs always cost more than you think. Get yourself protected with CarShield. Go to carshield.com slash back and save 10% now. It's carshield.com, promo code back, carshield.com slash back. Deductible may apply. Tomorrow night on Glenn TV. Californians are leaving the Golden State in massive numbers thanks to the radical left's destructive policies. Blaze TV host Dave Rubin joins Glenn to expose what living in California is really like. San Francisco, run by progressives. Los Angeles, run by progressives. So all the states that are doing well right now, it's pretty great, but you got to be careful because you're going to get infected. Watch Golden State Gulag tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern on Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Some of your grocery supplies uh, and your gasoline could be absolutely unaffordable very soon. Uh, If you're somebody who preps or stocks up on food, if you haven't already stocked up on beef uh, in particular, you might want to do that for the first time in history. Uh, beef by the pound on the on the hoof, if you will, uh, was less expensive than pork. Hmm. Why is that? The farmers, I want you to know, ranchers and farmers, we're going to be doing a special on this in the next couple of weeks because something is very wrong. 
and we're going to delve into a little bit of this uh, coming up in just a few minutes. But something or something is very wrong with the uh, four companies that do all of the the lumber uh, distribution and something is wrong with the meat part processors, the four companies that are doing all of our meat processing. I think it is uh, I think it's a monopoly that needs to be broken up, quite honestly. There are only four of these companies, and they all seem to be moving in exactly the same direction. Two of them are foreign-owned. One is owned by Brazil. The other is owned by China. Can we stop selling our medicine and our food to China? Could we maybe learn from a lesson and don't have not be dependent on foreign countries for our food or for our medicine? But uh, beef is going to go through the roof soon. Uh, Friday, beef was selling for less than pork. It's never happened before in history. And yet it costs more money to feed a cow and raise a cow than it has in a very long time. So it's the farmers, they're not getting rich. The, uh, the granaries, they're, they're not making the money. Who's making the money here? Who's getting uh, like two thousand pounds or two thousand dollars in profit for each cow? I'll tell you next. So if you know anything about me, I carry a gun, but not everybody in my family is comfortable carrying a gun. And that's why we need something that is non-lethal, but very, very safe. And that is a taser. If you're trying to protect yourself and you don't want to carry a gun, Taser products are safe and easy to use. They use an electrical charge to immobilize attackers for up to 30 seconds, which is just enough time for you to change the game and run away. Um, it also will send an SOS to emergency dispatch, so they will know that a taser has been fired and you're in trouble and know where the trouble is. There are more than 237,000 lives that have been saved with the Taser network of devices. So start protecting yourself today. Protect your family. Somebody doesn't want to carry a gun, carry a Taser. Taser is available without a permit in most U.S. states. Get a Taser Plus, a Pulse Plus, or a Taser Strike Light at taser.com that's t-a-s-e-r.com use the promo code back and save see the site for details some restrictions apply 15 percent now with the promo code back at taser.com Hey, you live in California. Soon you're going to be paying $5 a gallon for gasoline. And if you live anywhere else in the country, soon you're going to be paying $5 a gallon for gasoline. Won't that be great? I'll feel so much better. We'll all be doing our part by reducing our drives and 
and be able to bankrupt our country all in the name of climate change. The real rate of inflation and what is going on, something's not right. And I'll explain in 60 seconds. Reggie lives in Florida. He writes in about his experience with Relief Factory. He says, I have a lot of pain, uh, but after only four days of using Relief Factor, I'm already experiencing less pain and stiffness. I can't wait to see what a couple more weeks means. Relief Factor is a blessing sent by God, said Reggie. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more, uh, Reggie. Uh, I am... I'm definitely not aging at all. I don't feel any aches and pains from aging. What does getting old suck? Nobody told me how much it sucks. I mean, except for the old, 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 old people like, boy, it sucks. And you're like, yeah, I know. You, You know, you're pooping in your pants. It must suck. No, it sucks a lot earlier than that. I want my money back. Anyway, Relief Factor, it's not a drug, but it was developed by doctors. And 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to buy more because it works. Try the three-week quick start trial pack for only $19.95. It's relieffactor.com. Or call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. Getting old doesn't have to suck. I mean, it still sucks, but maybe not as much with Relief Factor. Tomorrow night on Glenn TV. Californians are leaving the Golden State in massive numbers thanks to the radical left's destructive policies. Blaze TV host Dave Rubin joins Glenn to expose what living in California is really like. San Francisco, run by progressives. Los Angeles, run by progressives. So all the states that are doing well right now, it's pretty great, but you got to be careful because you're going to get infected. Watch Golden State Gulag tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern on Blaze TV. Could I play cut six? Biden, democracy is in peril. Listen to this. The lives of billions from antiquity to our own hour have been shaped by the battle between aspirations of the many and the greed of the few. Between people's right to self-determination and the self-seeking of the dictator. Between dreams of democracy Mm. and appetites for autocracy which we're seeing around the world. Our troops have fought this battle on fields around the world, but also the battle of our time. And the mission falls to each of us, each and every day. Democracy itself is in peril, here at home and around the world. What we do now, what we do now, how we honor the memory of the fallen, will determine whether or not democracy will long endure. So those are great words. They really are. But I'm having a hard time squaring them with um, reality. I'm I'm trying to square them with. So let me be honest with you. Let me. me... Did you see the do we happen to have the video of uh, Joe Biden when he was talking about the very young girl? He's at a speech, and I'm not going to go into the creepiness of the very young girl thing. I just want you to listen to him. Here it is. 
I'm honored to be joined today by Governor Northam and by two great representatives of the Commonwealth, Congressman Laurie and Congressman Scott. Listen to him. And I want to thank, uh, thank you for all that you do to represent these service veterans because they're devoted to you. To the family members, the caregivers, survivors, or call Virginia home. I'm especially honored to share the stage with Brittany and Jared and Nathan and Margaret Catherine. I, uh, I love those barrettes in her hair, man. I tell you what, and look at her. She looks like she's 19 years old sitting there with her, like a little lady in her waist cord. Brittany, you're doing triple duty. Okay. We don't have to overlook the creepiness, do we? I I mean, completely? Yeah. No, I mean, you you go ahead. That's not my point, but I think it should be made. So go ahead, Stu. It was really creepy. You all heard it, and you know it was creepy. I mean, I understand that there's a grandfatherly thing he's going for there, but he is... They should tell him not to try doing it again, because it does not work. It is really super creepy. However, did you notice how he is just... Brittany, I love those barrettes and Brittany. And he just sounds like he's really, really tired. Like I've got to get a nap in pretty soon. I'm not sure um, that he even knows. I I think he has surrounded himself by radicals. uh, And I don't know if he's even getting the truth on what is happening with his policies. Because how are these radicals writing these speeches for him? These speeches don't reflect the policies of uh, of him for the most part. That that you know, democracy is in peril because of uh, the the want of a dictatorship. Yeah, who's calling for a dictatorship? Who who is who is building the framework of a dictatorship? Who's the one that's trying to change all of our systems so it's easy to stay in power? Who is the one that is demonizing half of the country? It is, it's, it's frightening. And I saw a poll the other day that Democrats, and I don't mean the ones in Washington, I mean the average Democrat that you know, that lives next door to you, that is normal, that they're starting to be concerned about some of these things that are happening they're starting to look at the wokeness and say this is going too far and uh you know it looks like we're starting to you know edge into marxism well welcome to the party democrats um i hope you i hope you wake up a little faster because democracy is in peril and i don't understand the policies you know, we are looking at probably two million new um, dreamers coming in over the border. Two million in this year. At the time when Americans are not working. Now, these people will work. I don't know about you, but I see, I see you know, in new immigrants, assuming they're legal or illegal, but I see new immigrants, and they are working hard. They, they know what the American dream is. So is that it? Is, is it? Are we just living off of this new labor, and then Americans are not supposed to go to work? Because everywhere, 
everywhere it is happening where Americans just aren't going to work. I, I got a friend who wrote to me. He said, Glenn, my my neighborhood Facebook page is now a constant stream of job openings for low wage positions. People are complaining because Mercury Coffee just shut down here uh, until they can find people. Jimmy John's is now shut down, not because of covid, but because they can't find anybody to work it. The local pizza place can't find anyone. I just placed an order at McDonald's and drove up to pick it up. The manager told me she can't do curbside because they don't have enough people even to keep the drive through running. There were dozens of cars waiting in like 70s gas lines for the drive through at McDonald's. What's happening to us? Well, we're we're so many are not willing to go back to work. And this is going to mean really bad things. Now, I want to I talk to you about the price of gas and the price of everything that is going up. And not all of it is because people won't go to work. Some of it is. If we include all food and energy costs into our CPI, which we don't because the government says, oh, those numbers are too volatile. Oh, they just go up and down. And we don't want to include those in the the consumer product in, in uh, index. I mean, consumer price index. I mean, because they'll go up. If you include them like we used to, we'd be closer to 20% annualized rate of inflation. 20%. John Williams, that's shadow stats, pegged 1980s era CPI at 12% in April compared to the 4% that the government tells us it is. But even he noted that his inflation index doesn't include all food costs. For instance, dining out. Now, I'm not dining out all the time, but I'm using Uber Eats more than I ever have before. If gasoline moves up to $5 a gallon, even his index will be higher, uh, closer to 18%. We also have another problem, and I would love to hear from anybody who is a rancher or somebody who sells lumber on their land or a logger, because something is very, very wrong. We have a growing issue in both the lumber and meat packing industry. Now, on Friday... And this is why I question the president. We have lumber up at over 800% increase. The price over 800% in an increase. We also have a housing shortage now. People are, are trying to buy houses, but they're buying houses at a rate, or I should say at a price that we have never seen before in human history. When you look at the Case-Shiller Index, never has America paid this much for a house. It's almost double what it was in 2007, right before the big collapse, where everybody lost their houses. One of the reasons is because the houses are about 30% more expensive to build right now because of a shortage of lumber. Now, you're president of the United States. What do you do? 
if you believe in the United States, if you're trying to help out the consumer, do you do things to make lumber less expensive or more expensive? On Friday, President Biden put a new tariff on lumber. So now we have any lumber that is coming from Canada has a new tariff on it. Well, that's not helpful. That will make the price of lumber even more expensive. Now, there are four companies, four companies that run the lumber mills. There are also four companies that are the largest meat packers. They control over 90% of all of the uh, product in America. So if you're looking to buy meat, you're most likely going to get it from these four processing plants. 90%. You're looking for lumber. You're going to get them from these four different lumber companies. There is something you could make a case for collusion and there are some senators now, including Democratic senators, who are now looking at the price of beef and what is going on and the price of lumber, and they're asking questions. And what they're doing is they're asking the Justice Department to look into it to see if there's any collusion. Do you trust the Justice Department? Consumer prices are up more than 100% in each industry. But what's driving the shortages is more collusion between major companies keeping the supply short rather than skyrocketing demand or shortage of production. In both cases, lumber and beef, Fortune 100 companies who control the industry are making huge profits right now. Gigantic profits. But the producers and the consumers are getting screwed. The guy with a chainsaw out in the forest, he's not making more money. The guy who has, has purchased this land and is now trying to thin some of the forest by taking some of the lumber, he's not getting rich. If you have a, a herd of cattle and you are trying to sell them at market, you've just paid the highest price you may have paid in a very long time for grain. You have to raise the price of your cow because you've paid, it costs you so much money. If you're lucky, you're making about eight cents a pound. That's barely enough to keep the lights on. If you're lucky, as of, as of Friday, you weren't making anything. You were lucky to break even. Most are losing money. So we have plenty of beef. We have plenty of cattle. Where's the breakdown? I'll tell you the excuse and then the real reason, next. Patriot Mobile, uh, you know, you probably weren't planning to squeeze changing your cell phone plan on your busy day after the three-day uh, holiday. 
but you're going to want to do it once I tell you what Patriot Mobile is uh, is doing. First of all, Patriot Mobile supports conservative causes the way you and I do. They are constitutionalists first. And when you're paying them, you're also contributing some of your money. They take some of their profits and they give it to causes that you believe in. Plus, when you go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck, you can learn how you can get 50% off your first two months of service and enter to win a cellular service for life, plus a free Patriot starter kit. Patriot Mobile, they have the broadest nationwide coverage. They use the same cell towers as all the major carriers, so you get the same great service. Plus, they have plans that fit any budget, including multi-line discounts. So switch today to Patriot Mobile. Switching is really super easy. You go to PatriotMobile.com slash back, or you can call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. The number again is 972-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash back. It's super easy to switch. Do it now. Hey, Verizon, do you hear me now? It's PatriotMobile.com slash back. 10 seconds, station ID. So it is it is not the fault of the truckers. It is not the fault of the producers. We know now that the producers are paying more for grain. Uh, they are uh, the cheapest logs we've had in a very long time. So what's happening? Because the the guys who are actually producing they're not getting any more money. In fact, they're getting less. So where is it coming from? Well, the meat producers are blaming it on the truckers. The truckers would not be, could not be responsible for a 100% increase. Yes, we have shortages of people who want to work, but the truckers are being paid uh, more than they were, but not enough to make our beef this expensive. It's at the producer's level, the people who actually take the beef, process it, and then get it to the stores. They are making profits that are record profits. And because there's only four of them, two of which are foreign-owned, when are we going to learn that lesson? Because there's only four of them, I believe it's a wink and a nod. I believe I can't prove it, but there needs to be an investigation, but it's going to be the Justice Department. They, I believe, are looking at profits and saying, why would we work harder when we're making more money than we ever have? We're, we're, we're putting out less product and we're making more money. Why would we want this to change? I don't think these companies are in it for Americans. I don't think these companies are actually doing the right thing. Um, they're doing the right thing for the shareholders, perhaps, for the CEOs, perhaps. They're not doing the right thing for the American people. And somebody in government needs to have a hearing 
and call them to task. Is there anybody clean enough in Washington, D.C. to do it? Because the price of your house and the price of the food that you put on that kitchen table are going to skyrocket if this doesn't stop soon. You're also going to put all of the farmers out of business. You're not going to have anybody that can afford to raise cattle for meat. Oh, but don't worry. Two of those companies are foreign, but the other two, they're the ones making things like the Impossible Burger. Oh, they're so green. Oh, I wonder if they get some help on that as well. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Cyber criminals are crafty, and sometimes they use unconventional offline means to accomplish their goals. They're not above finding any way to steal your mail. They steal your mail so they can get personal information that might lead to things like your bank account. Stranger things have tried, been tried and work, and this is why the Internet. On the Internet side of things, you have to have LifeLock protecting you at all times. They know how to work on the dark web. You don't want to get onto the dark web, but that's why you pay LifeLock. They look at all of the pieces of information that are available online for you, and they protect you. If something is happening, they will alert you. If they happen to miss it, they have a team that will be there and clean it all up because nobody can prevent all of it because it's it's everywhere. LifeLock.com. Save 25% off this invaluable protection now at LifeLock.com. Use the promo code back. It's 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Promo code back. Hey, go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. That promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I want to play something I found on uh, Lonesome Lands. Uh, it's, a, um, it's a rancher uh, kind of website. And this is... Uh, This is the guy who uh, gives the updates. His name is Jim Mundorf. I want you to listen to what he says about the prices of of beef in the grocery store and uh, on the farm. If you imagine yourself as a beef packer and you are butchering two head of cattle every day and on those two head, you're making $200 per head. So you're making $400 a day and you're making a good living and a good profit. And all of a sudden something happens and now you're only able to make one, you're only able to butcher one head of cattle a day. And on that one head, because there's less supply of beef, you're able to increase your pricing and all of a sudden you're making $1,000 a day. And, and so your income has jumped at two head, a 400, one head, a thousand. And now you've got less payroll, less facilities needed, less logistical issues, just less everything, and you're making more money. Are you going to be in a hurry to go back uh, to go back and work harder for $400 a day, or are you going to want to sit on your $1,000 a day and just rake it in as rake it in and just butcher that one? You're going to want to sit on $1,000 a day, but in a competitive marketplace, what you would have is somebody else would say they would want that market share, they would want that shelf space, and they would come in and they would butcher two, four, six, eight, whatever it took because you're in a competitive marketplace. 
But in this scenario, there's only four of you. Um, there's you and three other beef packers, and you just kind of look at each other while you're making your thousand dollars a day and thinking, why would we ever go back? Why would we ever increase um, increase production again when we can sit back and make this make more money than we ever dreamed of? And so that's where we're at. And what they're doing is illegal. Um, and that's a re they always have to have an excuse. Right now, their excuse is a labor shortage. Um, Last year, it was uh, COVID, of course, and then the year before that, there was a little fire that broke out in one of the beef, one beef packing plant in Kansas, and it's just always another excuse, and the, every time, the profit margins just get more, they just stretch those profit margins out more and more. This is something that I never knew and never followed. And most people don't because we're too far away from the land. But what he was just saying is exactly what all of the ranchers around me say every single time. It's always something. We now have four companies that produce about 90% of all the beef in America. Tyson Foods, JBS, Cargill, and uh, Smithfield Foods. They're the ones that are controlling the market and the market price. We have got to start getting away from these big companies on almost everything. We, you know, the one thing that people have right uh, on the on the left, if you will, the the idea that uh, we should uh, think globally but act locally. The more we have given all of the power over our food, over our medicine, everything out of our states, many times out of our country, we have got to find these small meat packing plants again and uh, encourage them and start buying from them because this is out of control. Ben in Ohio. Hello, Ben. Yes, sir. Good morning. How's things in Texas? Uh, really good. Yeah. Well, hey, you were talking about, you know, the inflationary rate on, on food pricing going up. Uh, our family here in our village, uh, we own and operate a small meat processing facility. We do everything but slaughtering. Uh, and we raise all of our products here locally uh, on our farm right outside of town. Uh, and, boy, I tell you what, since, and I'm, I don't mean to sound cliche, but, since January 20th, uh, protein prices have drastically increased. And, you know, we saw that last year, uh, Glenn. You know, we saw that mm -hmm. last year uh, due to COVID, you know. Uh, and mm -hmm. we saw a huge, huge, huge price increase. And we also saw huge price decreases immediately after that. And now we're seeing that again. Uh, and like you said, we're seeing these excuses being played out of, less labor which obviously we know there is less labor out there but you are correct correct there are four companies that control the price here in the united states uh and i and i think it's like almost like the mafia if they're not buying if they're not doing it i mean they control the price of what the animals cost at the market uh and they're making all of this money on the end where the farmers and the ranchers and the people who grown the grain, they're not getting rich. No, well, they're, they're the ones that not only are they doing the processing, 
to the final consumer, they're also owning the product as well. And they're not, you know, they're not the small family farms that raised a hundred to a thousand to ten thousand cattle uh, had a, had a beef a year. You know, it's it's not them that are doing it. It's not the, the families that are doing it. It's the corporate, and they just work for the man, so to speak. So, uh, yeah, what we're our our family business here. We're we're in a niche business where we uh, operate. Uh, and sell directly to you know from farm to table if you want to call it that i know that's that's a real hot hot buzz point right now or hot word to say but you know you're talking about the uh uh the, the four companies not only do they control the price they control all the regulations as well too and make it much more mm-hmm. difficult for the small family farms to be successful and, and i call it mm-hmm. the walmartization of our food and, and not and, and that's unfair to say to a retailer like walmart but they want you to go and buy in these small. They don't want you to buy from us small producers and retailers. They want you to go into the large retailers like the Kroger's, like the Publix, like uh, around here we have you know Meyer stores as well too, or or Whole Foods or Costco's, uh, and uh, well, they, they trick you into thinking that those places are actually less when you're actually paying more, uh, the, the same or more. But they have, you know, maybe one or two items that are lesser than, than a smaller retailer, but everything else is the same or greater. Um, uh, ben, thank you so much for your phone call. We need to find our own processors uh, locally and buy farm to uh, farm to table. Let's go to Mike in West Virginia. Hello, Mike. Hi, Mr. Beck. How are, are you, you there, Mike? Good, yes, sir. How are you? I'm good, I sir. Can. Um, good morning to you and Stu. Um, I might have a little bit different perspective on this. I work for a company that manufactures animal feed trailers. Um, I sell these trailers to everyone that's just been mentioned on the air within the last five minutes. I was telling your uh, call screener the name of my company, who I deal with. And what I'm being told out there, Glenn, is that the three main ingredients to animal feed is corn, soy, and diesel fuel. Now, obviously, you don't put diesel fuel in it, but you got to have it to move product from point A to point B. And mm-hmm. I've got people out there telling me, not only at the big producers, such as the ones you mentioned, Smithfield, Tyson, but also at your smaller feed mills. There are hundreds of small feed mills in the hills of Pennsylvania, Ohio, so mm-hmm. forth and so on. And they're telling me that by this time mm-hmm. next year, soy could be double, uh, corn could be doubled, and diesel could be four fifty mm-hmm. a gallon. And that's not unrealistic. Mm-hmm. And when that happens... I don't think it's... Un- Hang on just a sec, Mike. I don't think that's unrealistic at all. And I, I agree with you on the three ingredients for cattle. But what I'm saying is that the average rancher brings his cow who he's had to pay more for diesel fuel. He has had to pay more uh, for uh, his feed. He's not getting that back. He's breaking even at best. Uh, and so the, so the, all the profit margins are coming from uh, or going to the meat processors. They're not going to everybody else. They're not, certainly not going to the rancher. No, you're you're absolutely correct. And the bottom line in all this, Glenn, is that 
and, and we don't quite understand, and maybe you do, but the bottom motivator in all of this is energy prices. When it costs more money mm. to move raw material from point A to point B, then it's just going to be uh, you know, mm-hmm. common sense to realize that it's going to cost more money to move the end product from point A to point B. Everything that is moved in the animal feed industry or the animal production industry is done with diesel fuel, whether it be trains, semi-trailers, yep. what have you. Yep. And when, when all of that, and they don't buy it like you and I buy it, Glenn, um, I mean, they buy it by the tanker load. And so when they're, you know, when they're at a dollar eighty-five a gallon, which they were a year ago right now, uh, and now they're almost double that, th- that th- the one that pays for this, and, and we can all thank Uncle Joey for this, the one that pays for this is you and me and everybody else that wants to sit down and 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 have a good meal. And it's not just beef. That's where people... All those ingredients I gave you, I know. turkey feed, that's turkey feed, that's chicken feed, that's cow feed. Uh, in fact, cow feed has got a little bit less of that, uh, I'm talking from the dairy side of it, than some of the others. So, some of the dairy feeds get molasses right. put in it and, 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 and more sweeteners, you know, because that's more appealing to, to that animal. But, when, but corn, soy, and what the other people don't realize, Glenn, and maybe you do, is when you're rolling down the roads of Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, I grew up in the Chicago area, and you see all these fields of corn, 95% of that corn and soybean that you see when you're rolling down the, the back roads of Ohio, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. Illinois, that is not for human consumption. That's for animal consumption. I mean, that's not your sweet corn Thank that you, you see. I, I agree with you. Mike, thank you. I got to cut you uh, loose. We have Vern on the phone. Hello, Vern. Yes, hi, Glenn. How are you? Hi, good. How are you? Thank you for getting to these topics today. I, I have a different perspective than most on, on this. Uh, I I work for a company that leases rollerblades to security personnel at petting zoos. And, and what I think is important for the audience to understand is there are 14 main ingredients to rodent swill. Um, you, have, you have your to, corn... To, to rodent swill. You have your uh, corn husks. Your uh, mink globules. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Wait, your horse glue. Your uh, white leopard pancreas. Uh, you got your uh, liquefied camel humps. Uh, right. You got your diet RC cola. Um, and you, this is all for what? What What are you making with this? <laughs> all the price well, on all those things, I'm sure, is going up. But you're making what? Uh, rodent swill. Uh, there's 14 main ingredients. Uh, I'd like to uh, rodent. Yeah, swill. I have a four-hour uh, uh, kind of Zoom call I'm doing later. <laughs> if all of your audience would like to come on, and okay. I'll discuss each individual right. piece of that. Uh, <laughs> and and where do I find that Zoom call? Uh, www.rodent.swill. All right. Okay. Thank thank you very much, Vern. I appreciate it. Uh, let me go to uh, <laughs> realestateagentsitrust.com. Whenever it is possible, uh, I like to pass on lessons that I've learned uh, in life for other people. One of the things that I seemed uh, I, I, for a long time, I could never get somebody who um, could sell my house or sell it 
uh, for the most amount of money, all they would seemingly all they would do is put up balloons and they would have an open house and then they'd have an open house for all the realtors. Then they'd lower the price and have an open house. And you're like, what is is this? Is this your plan? There is an actual plan that the best real estate agents, uh, the ones that I trust, actually have. And it revolves around uh, their website. For one, how many how many people are coming to visit their website? How many people are already there looking for a house like yours? There's a combination of things that we look for when we look for real estate agents I trust at realestateagentsitrust.com. This is a free service to you. They're, they don't work for us. We just are kind of somebody that looks at them, looks at the traits, and looks at the results of each real estate agent. We're looking for the best one and the best practices all around. So if you're looking for a real estate agent in your area or across the country, you can help. Uh, we can help find one for you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening. Interesting listening to that caller, uh, not the one who was telling us about the 14 main ingredients of rodent swill, but the one before that. <laughs> yeah, the bad one. several yeah. callers this hour, where I, I'm fascinated by this at the level of, I like go to grocery stores often, uh, as you might know by looking at me, and I, mm. you, you realize how well capitalism works. When you think about, there are all of these things, all of these products in these stores, they're always there whenever I need them. And I spend z approximately zero minutes thinking about how they get there. You know, I, I am not required by so I, this I'm, at all, by the, by the country at all to even think about this. And, and it, it, you realize these problems are real. Yeah, so I'm with you. I never think of it either until until the price of until my grocery store says we're not even buying beef ribs anymore <clears throat> because they're far too expensive. No one will buy them. <clears throat> and I'm I'm hearing that in a community of ranchers um, that that's that's nuts. And so you start to look at it and go, OK, so wait, what what part of the capitalist system is breaking down here? And there's several things that are breaking down. Um, and if we're going to if we're going to be able to afford meat, you know, th there's a possibility that this is part of the ESG thing. Two of those companies that are the beef producers are also making fake meat, which would be great for their ESG scores. Um, we're putting ranchers out of business. Once you do that, all you have is corporate meat and you're held hostage. You can't lose the local farms, especially when you go to the grocery store and look at the price of food today. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Thank you so much, uh, Hillary. I want to talk to you a little bit about my friends at My Patriot Supply as we uh, look at a very uncertain future. You might want to consider my Patriot supply and a food supply, especially with food prices and taxes and inflation. Whether you want to admit it or, or not, I think the country is going to face some some difficult times in the future. America's leader in emergency preparedness and self-reliance is 
my Patriot Supply. They've been with me for a long time, and I want you to have the opportunity to save 25% off of a full four-week supply of delicious, calorie-rich meals the whole family will enjoy. If you have the opportunity now to prepare for just tough times, this is no different than what my grandmother used to do when she would can food in the summer. Don't put it off any longer. Preparewithglenn.com right now. Preparewithglenn.com. Do it now. America's farmers are in trouble, uh, but you're going to experience it in a different way. When you go to the grocery store and you try to buy some cereal, you try to buy some milk, and you try to buy a meat product of any sort, you're going to see real increases uh, of, of all of those products very, very soon. And there's many reasons why that price is going up. Some of them don't seem to make sense. I have a guy who can explain it to a simpleton like me in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. We just uh, celebrated Memorial Day. We, as a family, reflected on uh, those who have given the most they can give. Uh, the lives of our veterans, and those who are still serving right now. We don't pay a lot of attention, but America's still at war. I wish we weren't, but we are. Goldline has decided to celebrate Memorial Week uh, in honor of our veterans. Goldline is sending a free one-ounce pure silver Lady Liberty silver round with every order placed this week. No additional cost to you. Both new and existing clients are eligible. Additionally, Goldline will send you uh, two two free one-ounce pure silver Lady Liberty silver rounds with every IRA uh, order that is uh, placed or application that is submitted this week. Don't miss out on this opportunity. It's Goldline. Find out how they can help you get started with a self-directed IRA purchase or using a retirement account or how you can acquire physical medals for, uh, medals for your delivery to, to the door. They're waiting to hear from you now at 1-866-GOLDLINE. That's 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. So I grew up on a farm, kind of, in the summers. My grandparents had a farm, and uh, there wasn't anything I could do faster than get off of that farm. It's incredible work. Um, however, I think we lost it as a nation when we lost connection with the soil and how things grow and are produced. 
I uh, I want to talk to somebody who I admire a great deal who has been on the program before uh, and whose voice I seek out when the price of meat is starting to go up. His name is Steve Stratford. He's a uh, Kansas cattle buyer and Angus breeder and uh, assistant manager of Pratt Livestock. Hello, Steve. How are you? Good morning, Glenn. I'm great. Uh, thanks for having me on. You bet. Now, Steve, here's what I'd like to do, uh, because most of the audience doesn't uh, doesn't care about the price of cattle, and they should. Can you frame this so people who are just they go just go to the grocery store, they're living in a city, they're living a normal life, and they're disconnected from the farms. Can you explain what's happening to the beef and why it's so important? <clears throat> I tell you what, Glenn, right now, uh, the uh, packing industry is controlled by such few amount of people that uh, basically today they can uh, put the screws to the consumer and the producer both and and capture a margin in the middle that uh, is not uh, of uh, percentage equity theirs. Um, Basically, you know they're they're profiting this week a thousand dollars a head and owning that animal for a week or less and the producers margins are negative a hundred to to maybe twenty or thirty dollars and they've they've got an eighteen month investment in that animal right so the people who are raising the cows they are losing money now at the open market why is the market, I mean, because they're paying more for feed, they do have at least 12 to 18 months in that cow that they had to feed it and care for it and give it its vaccinations and everything else. And now they're losing money. Um, that sounds like a company trying to put farmers out of business. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I mean, you're talking about a producer losing money while our product at the retail sector is at record levels and the demand is insatiable. Um, what has happened that uh, they've got so much captive supply and control handed to them that they don't have to actively bid and there's no true price discovery on those cattle. Um, so they've got the deal controlled and they're putting the screws to the retail sector and uh, also the producer with the end goal in mind to uh, get it down to just a few uh, very large producers that are willing to work on a margin and uh, put the average uh, smaller operator out of business in this country. So the free market system has completely broken down. Correct. Um, you know, we've lost any price discovery and any connection to the, uh, to the product we raise. Um, you know, they, uh, they can, uh, they can price it at the retail sector and basically give the producer whatever they want. So the Trump administration was looking into these, um, uh, into these, uh, processing plants, um, because of COVID and they said, oh, this is the price and the farmers are getting screwed because of COVID. And he didn't think so. Do you know if any of that was was done? Was was there any result to that? We're actually waiting on the results of the. There was a uh, fire in a packing plant. We're still waiting on the final results of that investigation. All that stuff has uh, come without any real true fruition or answers. 
Um, as we speak right now, we have a couple, three drives from uh, different senators to uh, open another DOJ investigation. So what is the, um, uh, how long can a rancher, you know, w- wait this out? I mean, I don't know any ranchers that can lose that kind of money on their cows and then just, oh, well, I'll just do it again for a year and hope that it's better next year. Yeah, and and we're at that point now, Glenn, where uh, the clock's ticking fast. Um, You know, it it is such a large investment out here for these people, and and they have to uh, invest so much time, capital, labor, that uh, if they don't start getting a a plausible return here, um, we're going to see a lot of these producers go out of business. And how that affects the consumer is that, uh, A, like I said before, I mean, these, these big packers can price it to the retail sector however they want. They own different uh, segments of the protein business. Um, they're controlling that whole meat counter with also investments in fake meat um, that's priced there alongside mm-hmm. our product. And it's, mm-hmm. it's a total misadvertising by the packer i mean you go into the effect of the the foreign beef coming in and as long as it's processed here it can be labeled uh, product of the usa um you know we've got it coming from all avenues i mean right in the middle of the american taxpayer sending billions of dollars to the um, american rancher the american taxpayer just as well wrote those checks to uh the four major packers because they're the ones that got that margin our product was never in problem our product never was at a discount in the meat in the meat counter and we had to bail out the american ranchers when the when the product they raise is at a record level and and that's just a broken system so we're talking to steve stafford whose report on this i I watched i think on uh, friday or saturday and you know i am i am not a rancher but uh you know i i dabble in cows and the one thing that i've learned is this didn't start with covid there's always an excuse and it 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 looks like um that this started to get bad around 2015 which i think is interesting when you look at the paris accords because they went down uh as as well at that time and the they were then pushing the corporations and big banks into this ESG thing. But let me just give you an, an article here that really is disturbing. Um, meat from animals, I'm quoting, meat from animals will be a luxury uh, and very pricey in the future. The people will have to turn to vegetable uh, derived alternatives, which will be cheaper. This is according to JBS Chief Executive Officer uh, Gobelto, uh, uh, Tom, what is it, Tomazzoni. Um, th- this is G- JBS saying years ago that this is going to become very, very pricey. What are the, what are the indications that beef is going to become you know more pricey in the future, other than people wanting to engineer prices to be? more expensive yeah and you've got the packers investing in the alternative meats um, which is a direct competition and um they uh you know there's no reason right now for what the producers receiving for the meat to be at the price they are it's just a monopoly on the on the uh, packing system um and we haven't 
you know, you've got these fake meats out here. They've got a list of ingredients in them that is longer than your average bathroom cleaner you'll find under your sink. Um, I don't think we really know the ramifications or if that stuff's even healthy. Um, and uh, I imagine you're a red-blooded American that eats red meat. And uh, we've proven uh, that that is healthy yes. and the most wholesome source of protein for a long time here. So I don't think we throw the baby out with the bathwater and think we go to uh, these alternatives they're pushing. So, Steve, you're seeing the futures prices now. What does that mean in the grocery store a month from now, two months from now? You know, the futures price to the grocery store really means nothing. The futures price is, is what the producer out here can lock in that at or, uh, um, you know, price his product at. There is no okay. tie to the, from the futures price to the boxed beef. Um, there's no tie to the producer with the box beef price. Um, we do have a, like a December futures is, is showing fat kettle going to be, you know, $15, you know, eight, $9 higher than it is today. Um, now how does that correlate to the box beef? It really doesn't. Um, the Packers can price that word. So do you have, you have any idea how, if our prices are going to go up or down at the grocery store? It would look to me like they're going to stay up. We have a, a employer problem in these plants. They can't process at maximum capacity because the employees won't show up because they can make as much money sitting at home collecting unemployment. Um, and like I say, beef has crazy demand right now. Everybody's out and out and back out. Um, so uh, the, the, they have they've got that price up there and gouging the consumer because they can't, uh, they can't process enough of it and keep it in front. Steve, thank you so you, much. You want to take, take it to another level. I guess I'd, I'd like to add this, that uh, the average consumer out there listening to you and the consumer across the United States needs to call their senators and their legislators and express concerns because, uh, you know, just like today, we've got JBS, which is the largest packer in the United States of, of proteins under cyber attack and shut down. So the prices will skyrocket at the uh, consumer level um, when one of these packers goes down for a minute. So this country for national Jeez. security and food security needs to uh, have more packing and and uh, not be so susceptible to problems. Steve, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Call your senator and your congressman now and have them look into this. Uh, I was just going to uh, report on this uh, cyber hacking. It is exactly what happened to our gasoline. Uh, what a surprise. We're going to see more of this, which will cause the cost of everything going up. I, I sure would like to know what Washington is doing about it. You know, last time we had a cyber hack, it was uh, it was a private matter. It was a private corporation. Well, what the hell good is a, the United States government if you're not protecting our private corporations uh, and our and our private individuals from terrorist attacks? And that's exactly what this is. They're shutting us down and they're shutting us down in core sectors. God forbid somebody actually gets serious the damage they could do to this country 10 seconds station id after i tell you about rough greens if you're like me your dog isn't just a good dog he is the best dog and a member of the family that you care about deeply 
and you want them to be happy and healthy. Uno, my dog, is exactly like that. Uno is part of the family, and when he used to have eating issues, it worried me a lot. It worried my wife, and it it worried the um, uh, the vet. She was like, you got to get him to eat. I'm like, I, I, we're trying. I don't know how we can do it. Finally, we tried rough greens, and this is not a dog food. This is something you sprinkle on the dog food. I don't know what, it's, what is in it um, uh, that makes it like dog crack. But I think they think it's dog crack. It really is. But it's actually really good for them. It has vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, omega oils, and a whole lot more. These are the things your dog needs to lead a healthy and happier life. Get a free bag, a little small sample bag of Rough Greens for your dog to try out. All you pay for is shipping. They want to make sure that your dog will eat this and enjoys it as much as my dog does. Because if they will eat this... Over the months, you're going to start to see real dramatic changes in your dog. 833-GLEN-33. 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. Welcome back to the uh, Glenn Beck program as uh, we we go into food enthusiast uh, Steve Brigier, otherwise known as Stu. Uh, it's on my business you card. Are you in a food coma? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, there's a food enthusiast yeah. is how I want to be known. It'll be on my, uh, my gravestone when I pass. Yeah. You used to be a food inventor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were very good at inventing really delicious things. Thank you. Thank you, Glenn. It's one of my yes, main accomplishments yes, in life. Uh, we've been talking yeah, a lot about it. It really food is pretty today. much your only, mm-hmm. only accomplishment, really, Stu. I think that's is there anything more important I'm not, than food? Uh, I'm not uh, yeah. upset about that. Yeah, I don't. I just don't think that there is uh, anything more important than uh, food. You know, and I don't mean the price of food. I just mean food. Just having it around. You know, just having burgers and fries and. Ooh, and tater tots and things like that. Mm-hmm. I guess occasionally a salad for someone. I don't know who, but occasionally, you know, I'll give them my lettuce and tomato off of my hamburger and they can eat that. It's basically a salad. Well, it is. It has the main ingredients, you know, lettuce, tomato. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how else you make a salad. There probably is other things in it, but I'm not really that interested. As people point out, so, um, for many people around the country, salad is the food that your food eats. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yes, it took me a while to <laughs> uh, to see that through, but you're exactly right. You're exactly right. And so if they had a salad, I'm practically having a salad myself. You know, he, they, were, so, they were talking a little bit about, um, you're talking a little bit about the, you know, the different just sort of plant-based options there are these days. And they do point out uh, that basically you're doing a similar process here. When you're talking about a hamburger, all you're doing is converting grass into food. And essentially that's the, I mean, they're almost doing the same thing. Uh <laughs> <laughs> because you're taking grass, yeah, it's you're almost an impossible an burger. Yeah, you're feeding it to an animal. Mm-hmm. They're eating the grass. Mm-hmm. They're turning that into cow, and Meat. then uh, yeah. you're eating the cow. So it's very similar. So basically, I'm having grass every time I have a steak. <laughs> I just, 
You're a vegetarian. You know, maybe I'll have a little finished with a little corn, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, that's the, you're having grass and corn. I mean... <laughs> Sure. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. Is exactly how it works. It's like you know mm-hmm. when you're when you're eating French fries, you're just eating your vegetables. That's all you're doing. Ketchup. I mean, that's your fruit. Uh, vegetable. <laughs> that's not a fruit. <laughs> well, it's not a fruit. Isn't it tomato is a, a fruit? Is it a fruit? Yeah, tomato's a fruit. I think it actually is. Yes. Yeah. I wasn't guessing. It makes no sense. Yeah. That whoever was categorizing, you know, tomatoes. It's not a fruit. It's not a fruit. Yeah. Remember that you know, was, in the colonial times, mm-hmm. we used to think that in America, we used to actually believe that tomatoes were poisonous and uh, you should never eat them because it was poison. And people would do shows. Um, you know, there's a, this uh, newspaper report that we have over in the vault uh, for Mercury One of a guy taking all day Saturday. He was in the newspaper for it. Mm-hmm. And all he did was go to the town square and like 20,000 people uh, showed up and he ate tomatoes all day and everybody was waiting for him to die. And uh, <laughs> he never did. Wow. I, I aren't you not, glad? Mm. To, aren't you? Aren't you glad you live in a time of Netflix? Seriously? Mm. Much better than the tomato eating guy. I, so, did they just have white pizza? How did that? How did all of that work? Uh, I don't know if they had pizza yet. Oh uh, I'm not sure. Not sure. Sounds like a but, horror uh, show. It was kind of a. It was like a uh, a parlor trick for Thomas Jefferson. He would invite people over, and then he'd put sliced tomatoes on the plate, and everybody around the table would go, "Oh my gosh!" And he'd say, "No, they're actually good for you." And then he would cut his up and eat it. And then everybody else would be like, he's making it. He eats tomatoes, which hasn't changed any. I mean, that's exactly how I approach a tomato now. Okay, enough of that nonsense. Uh, more on the program in just a minute. Stand by. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We had ribs and uh, corn, and we cooked it on the grill Rectech over the weekend yesterday. It was so good. So good. If you have never heard of a Rectech, you need to. Now, maybe you haven't heard about it because they're not in stores. And if you've been looking, you know, you go by Home Depot and you're like, ah, one of these days I'm going to buy that Weber. Uh, I guarantee you. When you look at a Rectech online, it's going to it's going to beat the best one you've ever seen. Here's why. Because they don't have stores, they sell directly to you. They they don't have that middleman. So a third of that price is not going to Home Depot or whoever is selling it. So they put all of that money back into the grill. This thing was built by grillers for grillers. It's it's an amazing smoker, it's an amazing grill, it's an oven. I mean, it's just the best. Check it out now. Go to Rectech with a Q R E C T E Q Rectech.com. That's R E C T E Q dot com. And it's blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save ten bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. There's a couple of updates. Uh, One on Black Lives Matter. 
one of the guys who was a BLM founder in Minnesota said he was leaving now because he figured out what the group is really all about. I want you to listen. I am living proof that no matter your start in life, quality education is a pathway to success. I want the same success for our children in our communities. That's why in 2015, I was a founder of Black Lives Matter in St. Paul. I believe the organization stood for exactly what the name implies. Black lives do matter. However, after a year on the inside, I learned they had little concern for rebuilding black families, and they cared even less about improving the quality of education for students in Minneapolis. That was made clear when they publicly denounced charter schools alongside the teachers union. I was an insider in Black Lives Matter, and I learned the ugly truth. The moratorium on charter schools does not support rebuilding the black family, but it does create barriers to a better education for black children. I resigned from Black Lives Matter after a year and a half, but I didn't quit working to improve black lives and access to a great education. Today, I serve as the president and executive director of Minnesota Parent Union. We're dedicated to helping parents move their children from failing schools to successful schools. It's hard work and we're up against forces that don't want us to succeed. But success is possible. Just look at me and the hundreds of children and families we've helped to pursue a great education, break the chains of poverty, and lead a life of success. Now, join our movement to return to faith, family, uh, and something else. Uh, if, if that was Black Lives Matter, faith, family, and education, if that was what they were doing, I think they would be much more, uh, you know, much people would be much more inclined not to abandon them in record numbers. But the people know this is all about Marxism now. It's all about violence in the streets. And it really doesn't have anything to do with what the average person wants, which is a fair shake. I want you to hear this uh, professor arguing for critical race theory. I mean, I mean, you, you want to talk about taking the mask off. Listen to cut four. I want to say that the Marxist foundation of critical race theory is at base a spiritual concern. If you read Marx, you know that he was concerned about alienation, specifically alienation of the species being that element of humanity uh, that provides creativity that is unique to the individual uh, that really gives us it, it is what defines humans from animals in that case and that Marx was concerned that our modern systems were flattening that humanity so the core question for critical race theory is one of releasing people especially people of color especially black people from uh the oppressive systems that deny us access to our species being including racism huh so which one do you think will be more effective the one that is saying, look, you can be a success. Look at me. Or the one that says, no, we have to condemn other people because you can't have success. This is all oppression. I, I, I don't understand how this is selling. I really don't, but it is. 
but at least we haven't gone down the Spain route yet. Cut one. The world has had enough. It is time to draw a line in the sun. Thousands have taken to the streets to condemn racial discrimination. And Correos, the Spanish Postal Service, wants to play its part too. That's why we created a new series of stamps. Correos presents Quality Stamps, a collection of stamps that reflect an unjust and painful reality, which should never exist. There are people who think the value of a person depends on the color of their skin. That's why these stamps have a different value depending on the color of the skin they represent. The darker the stamp, the lower its value. That means you'll need more black stamps than white ones for your deliveries. <laughs> that way, every letter and every parcel will be a reflection of the inequality generated by racism. A protest. Equality stamps. A collection of stamps demanding that color should not determine the value we place on a person's life. Hmm. So the <laughs> Postal Service in Spain starting a new stamp program where the lighter the color of the stamp, the more value it has. The, the darker the stamp, the less value. Hmm. And they're saying that this is going to be because people are going to buy, they're going to have to buy a lot of the lower price stamps. And you will see how many of those lower price stamps it takes, uh, you know, instead of just one white stamp. I, I've just I never seen it really works, but <laughs> doesn't work at all. First of all, I mean, just the fact that you're putting a lesser value on the darker skin color is so mm. obviously insulting. I mean, I it's so blatantly insulting. I guess they're trying to say this is the reality. But basically, if you know, if Richard Spencer became the head of the Postal Service, would he change the, the <laughs> would he change the uh, the way these these stamps were designed i don't i don't think he would uh, if richard spencer were in charge here's the way the stamps would work the lighter the color the more uh, the more value it would have right. the darker the color the less value it so, would have so i mean they're just implementing his, his, yeah he's they're implementing like some racist fever dream here uh that they would be, be, somehow gain the power to be able to do this is completely nuts. They are not capable of implementing this themselves. So instead, the government of Spain is like, well, we'll just do it and we'll implement the racist fever dream so we can make the point that that's what they really want, which, of course, is not it's not possible to happen anyway. But that goes beyond just how ridiculous this is. This is just permeating society in such a weird way. It's like it really did feel like we had uh Got, we got past this. We got to a point where, sure, sure, racism still existed. There were still David Dukes of the world that were out there. But generally speaking, you know, race was not the number one thing everyone thought about every day. Unless you were some sort of identitarian. Now, we have an entire society pushing us to become identitarians. I don't know why yeah. anyone would want that. Just I think it's a, a terrible thing. idea, but it does no. seem to be where we're going. No. By the way, um, an update on the most dangerous attack uh, on our republic since perhaps the Civil War, maybe even earlier. 
uh, the January 6th, you, hmm. you know, we're we're on the lookout for white terrorists. Um, could I could you please play cut 25 cut 25? Nope, that's 26, 25. One before that, please. That was Yankee Stadium. Yeah, that and, is what uh, our level game it was. That is labeled 25 in our oh, little thing. Now, it's a black militia. Remember that time of coming and rat tat tat? So they're going to give the cracker hell from the cradle to the grave. I don't know if you caught that, Stu. And they're also going to kill everything white in sight. Uh, I wouldn't worry about it. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> really? Uh, you know, it. well, it did sound a little like Louis Farrakhan. Uh, but, uh, you know, has Louis Farrakhan ever killed anybody? Don't answer that. Um, let me let's see if I can rephrase that. Has Louis Farrakhan uh, killed uh, more than one person? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Not that I, I know frankly of. don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't I have know. No idea. But I will say, uh, mm -hmm. watch out for those January sixth rioters. I, I look. They're I everywhere. Uh, it's it's so it's you know this is everywhere right now. Like there's this you know I'm sure you've been up on the uh, on this because it's sports related, Glenn, but. Uh, there is a mm -hmm. controversy where mm -hmm. Kyrie Irving is a basketball player who believes the earth is flat. He uh, he went to um, the Boston Celtics. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I just I, could you repeat that? I missed. Yeah, sure. I think I misheard uh, the Boston uh, Celtics. Yes. Okay. Okay. And uh, he believes the earth is flat. Right, and then, so he went to uh, the Boston Celtics. Okay, okay. Hang on. Hang on. Can we not skip over the earth was flat? I think that's what I'm hearing. That is. That. He actually <laughs> believes the earth is flat. Yeah, he did say this in a podcast at one point. Um, he, he believed uh -huh. the Earth was flat, and he doesn't see any curvature. Uh, and so, uh, okay, he, he's all right. Since and we're listening mm. to, oh. we're listening to him uh, and further comments. Why? Well, because exactly. he's saying the right thing about race. See, even a guy who oh. thinks the Earth is flat, if they say the right thing, if they say the right anti-racist thing on the right day. 
they can still be listened mm. to because their opinion is vital. Um, so this guy okay. went to the Boston all Celtics right. and told, you know, was made a big deal about it. They paid him millions and millions of dollars. They were going to win all these multiple championships. And then he completely mm. quit on the team. Right, to completely quit on the team and leaves to go to another city to build a super team with other superstars uh, in in uh, in Brooklyn. So Boston doesn't really like them all that much, right? And they're, not, they're no longer fans. So they're playing each other in the playoffs right now. And so as, as they're about to play in Boston, Kyrie Irving says, you know, I just hope it's about basketball, not all that racism. You know, the Boston people, the racism is strong in Boston, and I just hope that they're not racist to me when I get there. Now, this flies mm. in the face of his 2019 story about when he said he had never seen any racism in Boston, but he's updated his opinion, and now Boston is very racist. So as he goes to play this in this you know city where he's criticized them as racist and abandoned them after taking millions of dollars as he's walking off the court someone throws a water bottle at him that is now evidence mm. that he was right boston is a racist town uh racism is a huge deal obviously everyone's racist against what kyrie was, irving not worried about the whole what was the uh -huh. what was the bottle shaped as uh, well it was shaped like a bottle <laughs> no i don't all right, all right, all right. Let me show you a bottle here. Okay. What does this look like? What what kind of shape is that here? A bottle. No, it's a, it's it's like if this were the head, this would be the neck. They even call it the neck of the bottle. Okay. You know. Okay. So, you're saying uh, so it's kind of shaped like a weird, you know, oddly shaped person. Well, I don't think okay. anything could be shaped and like an I oddly think, shaped anything. If it's oddly shaped, then it wouldn't be shaped I, like it. No, I think when you when you're looking mm -hmm. at a water bottle, mm -hmm. you're immediately thinking that's a person. And <laughs> really? when I think that's a person and it's a white person because mm -hmm. most water bottles have white caps. I think that is a Klan member. So a Klan <laughs> member attacked him. <laughs> Uh, this weekend? Was really? it this weekend yeah, where the Klan I, was attacking him? I think... Man, I feel... Oh, wow. What? What? Do you think that's more bizarre than the Earth is flat? <laughs> Hustler Turf, you know the name. They're the makers of the best zero-turn lawnmowers, both for landscaping and professionals, and now regular homeowners as well. With deck sizes as small as 34 inches, which will fit through most residential gates, all the way up to 104 inches, where, you know, I read this stat the first time, and I had to call him and go, wait a minute, is, is this a joke? It can cut a football field in less than 10 minutes. Holy cow. They have a mower that goes 16 miles an hour. That's like strapping a lawnmower to the bottom of your car. And I can tell you from personal experience, mowing the lawn with a Hustler is like nothing else in your mowing experience because Hustler mowers make it fun to mow. Right now, the latest and the greatest from Hustler Turf is their new 2021 Raptor series. It's built for homeowners with less than three acres. So do yourself a favor. Visit one of the over the thousand nationwide Hustler dealers and take a hassle-free test drive today. They'll help you select the right lawnmower for you for your application and they'll be there after the sale if you ever need parts or routine service. Hustler. HustlerTurf.com. There's over a thousand nationwide, so make sure you test one today. It's HustlerTurf.com. The Glenn Beck Program.
Hmm. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, Stu, but uh, Simon and Schuster uh, has uh, struck a deal for a Fauci children's book, which is available now. And uh, also, he's publishing a new book towards the end of the year, offering his views on truth. I'm going to be first in line. It's going to be a short. Mm-hmm. Be, be a short book. I'm thinking. Uh, <laughs> don't know about. Don't know about you, but uh, ten lessons uh, on truth, service, and the way forward. Expect the unexpected. Well, this was unexpected. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, maybe it wasn't. If you're a fan of Fauci, uh, you know, and Governor Cuomo, they seem to both kind of go down the same aisle. I wonder how much of an advance Dr. Fauci got for his book on truth. This is the Glenn Beck Program.